Message four, giving heed to the prophetic word as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in our hearts. This title, of course, is directly related to the crucial verse that I'll soon read from Second Peter. And more and more as I have considered this, you know, periodically over the years, this is so precious and personal. And the effect, this one verse when we touch the essence of it on our inner being is simply wonderful. It just inwardly brings us into another realm of divine reality and opens the way again in our inner being for us to be prepared as part of the bride, if that is the Lord's choice, and to be ready for him to come. And here we see the scripture reading. I will read three of the verses, but I'll just refer to Malachi chapter 4, verse 2. The Lord's coming again will involve light in two ways. When he comes openly, it will be bright sunlight. When he comes for the overcomers, it will be starlight. Uh, a star visible deep into night prior before dawn, the morning star. And this message is actually about the lamp shining, Christ being the morning star, Christ being the Son of Righteousness, coming manifestly to the whole earth. And Malachi 4.2 <clears throat> speaks of the Son of Righteousness with healing in its wings. And this Son of Righteousness surely is Christ himself I mentioned previously that verse in Matthew 13, 43. The righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. And here the righteous refers to the overcomers 
who are co-kings with Christ during the kingdom age. And surely the, the ruler, the king, Christ himself, in order to produce overcomers that are shining like the sun, of course, he himself is the sun shining brightly. How I long for the earth, the whole earth, all the people on the earth to be under the shining of the sun of righteousness. But before this happens, the Lord needs a certain number of the members of the body, of his believers, that it's us. And they, and now I would emphasize we, Needs a particular, need a particular kind of experience of Christ. So I come now to Second Peter one nineteen, and we have the prophetic word made more firm, to which you do well to give heed, as to a lamp shining in the dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. I want to read this again. This is our focal point, this verse. We have the prophetic word made more firm. To which you do well to give heed. Pay it. Give heed. Concentrate on it. Pay attention to it. Do well to give heed as to a lamp shining in a dark place. Right now, as we're meeting here, a lamp is shining in a dark place. And this shining of a lamp in a dark place is connected to our giving heed to the prophetic word. Until the day dawns, until. This little word, until, is important. We need the Lord to perfect and actually bring into resurrection every necessary aspect of the culture, of uh, the uh, character of human beings. And of course, our character. And I'm thinking of a particular 
characteristic, and that is persevering and continuing in a certain matter until we reach the goal. We don't do something out of excitement for a while, and then the feeling dissipates, and we just set it aside. Then we may be stirred up again. We're kind of excited. But there's no until. And here, Peter is encouraging us to live under the lamp shining until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. In your hearts. Before the day dawns, the beginning of the next age, before the Son of Righteousness will come in a visible way, the Lord definitely needs saints in all the churches who give heed to the prophetic word and experience the word of God as a lamp shining in the dark place of their inner being and, of course, of the world around. And that light increases until there is a marvelous experience taking place inside of us. It's the day dawning. This is the word. It's going on in us. Before it happens in time and in space, it happens in us. Through the lamp shining, a day dawns. And, and the morning star rises in our hearts. Rises in our hearts. Then two verses in Revelation that speak of the morning star are in chapters 2 and 22. Chapter 2, verse 28. And I will give, and to him I will give, the morning star. This is the overcomer. In verse 26, he who overcomes and he who keeps my works until the end. Then he says, to this one, the overcomer, I will give the morning star. That means this overcomer, just before the rapture takes place of the first fruits, 
this overcomer will see Christ as the morning star. Actually, as we will see, this overcomer, this seeking, is longing for Christ to come, longing for the bridegroom to come for his bride, and loves the Lord's appearing, and can truly pray, Come, come, Lord Jesus. And in this one, a light is shining more and more. And then, in a moment, something utterly spectacular inwardly happens. The morning star. Not only the morning star rising in one's heart, the morning star of the coming Christ. And those who see the morning star will be raptured. Then the other verse is in Revelation chapter 22, uh, verse 16, just the second part. I am the root and offspring of David, the bright morning star. This is the Lord Jesus saying, I am the bright morning star. It's not the sun. The darkness is still intense. The vast majority of the people on the earth are living in spiritual darkness. But we are sons of light, walking in the light. And this watchful overcomer, he sees, she sees, inwardly, the bright morning star. My dear and beloved brothers and sisters, more than ever before, and I thank the Lord for this, and I'm open for much more development of this, but he has placed in me, and I hope also in you, the desire to see Christ as the bright morning star. Only the overcomers will see the morning star. And these overcomers will be raptured as the first fruits, along with the man-child, the overcomers that went to be with the Lord and are in paradise. And then we will be with him when he comes as the morning star. 
Now we can go through the outline with the three sections. One, it is crucial for believers to give heed to the prophetic word. See, it's crucial. I realize we use this word frequently, but not in a casual way. Something that's crucial is of ultimate importance. It can be a life or death matter. And the Lord in his shepherding of us, right at this moment, I believe would like to produce in us a realization of something crucial for each one of us personally to give heed to the prophetic word. Now the subpoints will help us to have a clear understanding. A prophecies are matters that God requires us to know and believers should give heed to them. This may be something altogether new to us. God requires us to know the prophecies. And the believers should give heed to them. How can we give heed to something that we don't know, even something we have no interest in. doesn't matter to us. But here we see the connection between the morning star, the lamp shining in a dark place, and the prophecies. And surely we're living very close to the end of the present age when one after another prophecies will be fulfilled. We need to take heed to them. B, the Lord Jesus charged us to understand the prophecies. This clearly shows that the believers must pay attention to the prophecies in the Bible. These are very direct words. The believers must pay attention to the prophecies in the Bible. If we want to see Christ as the morning star just before rapture. If we want to be an overcomer receiving this blessing from the Lord, we need from this point on to include as a vital part of our Christian life and church life giving heed to the prophetic word. 
I have a book here I'd like to show you, of course, by Brother Lee, entitled The Prophecy of the Four Sevens in the Bible. The Prophecy of the Four Sevens. Mentioned mainly in Daniel chapter 9. And Brother Lee gave these messages in the full-time training in Anaheim in August and September 1990. That is nearly 31 years ago. And here are the titles of the messages. The prophecy of the first seven, the last week of the 70 weeks. The prophecy of the second seven, the seven seals. The prophecy of the third seven, the seven trumpets. The prophecy of the fourth seven, the seven seals. The last three and a half years of the present age and the great tribulation of the three and a half years. And then the last message, the shining and warning of the prophetic word in the scriptures made more firm. I am careful in uh, when I recommend a book like this, I don't want to overload anyone, place another burden on them. I'm just drawing your attention to this aspect of the ministry and make known to you the availability of this book, The Six Messages, that Brother Lee was burdened to impart into the recovery. And as the Lord is shepherding you and guiding you, personally and maybe to some extent, in the church life, you now know about this book and you may want to read it gradually, just three or four pages a day. I do know uh, directly one brother, a dear brother, faithful brother, in a way discrediting this book. He said, why do we have this? Why do we need to study this? And he wasn't negative. He was just not clear, not objecting, just not knowing why, why would Brother Lee speak this? Well, it's so that we will be trained to take heed to the prophetic word. And that prophetic word will be a lamp shining in us until the day dawns and the morning star rises in our hearts. 
And as the morning star is rising in our hearts, we will see it perhaps on the horizon in the darkness of the night of this age. Lord, this is you, the morning star. You're coming. Then hopefully we'll say, I'm going. Rapture time. Now point C. If the church does not pay adequate attention to these prophecies, many believers will inevitably lose faith. It will happen. We honor and respect the elders and leading brothers in the church. Surely the Lord will lead them and guide them so that there is the adequate attention to these prophecies. They may consider this, Lord, how do we bring this in in a way that all the dear saints can participate? Perhaps we'll have, we'll all read this together a few pages after a prayer meeting. Maybe some will read it in group meetings at home. That is up to each church. Otherwise, inevitably, that means you can't stop it from happening. Believers will lose faith. Because the situation will be developing around us as it is now. And without the prophetic word shining, many will just lose faith. They will give up. Be deceived by lies. I spoke a rather strong word in the last message. The atmosphere of the present age in this country is saturated with lies, deceitful speaking. Some will be destroyed because of that lack of knowledge and forget the Lord's coming by not being watchful. There'll be no inner feeling about the Lord's coming. Rather, there's just the thought, I'm only 27 I'm just 41. I have a lot ahead of me, a lot to do. Don't give me that spiritual talk about the Lord coming. That's just not part of my vocabulary right now. Well, that's true. Dear ones are in the church in a certain way. But whether or not the Lord would come soon seems not to matter to them. There's no watchfulness in them. So because there's no watchfulness, when Christ comes as the morning star seen by the watchful overcoming saints, they won't even know what happened. They'll just be puzzled. Where is so-and-so? 
And others would say, I don't know. But I got a text message from another church. We're looking for so-and-so. And then, then they realize all over the earth, a lot of these so-and-sos are gone. Where are they? Then the light will shine. And they will go through the great tribulation in order to be perfected. D, if the believers do not have the prophecies in the Bible, they will fall into darkness. Therefore, we need the prophetic word of the scriptures, a shining lamp to convey spiritual light that shines in the darkness, guiding us to enter into a bright day, even to pass through the dark night of the present age until the day of the Lord's appearing dawns. What darkness there is in this present age. I just speak for this country. The darkness over the United States right now is more intense than any other time in our history. Surely in my life here, there's no period comparable to it. Not the 60s, with all those things going on and the protests. And this darkness will intensify. But we are children of light, children of the day. In this dark age, we have the opportunity to experience a spiritual light shining in the darkness. A lamp shining in us. Guiding us. Guiding us. In all the decisions we make, we have to make the responsible human beings. The shining light guides us and leads us through the dark night of this present age. How we long for our young people, the young adults, the church children, to live in this age under a light bringing them through the darkness of this age. Point two, Peter likens the word of prophecy in the scripture to a lamp shining in a dark place. A, the prophetic words in the scriptures are like a lamp to the believers, transmitting spiritual light to shine in our darkness, guiding us into the bright day and leading us even through the dark night to the day of the Lord's appearing. Yes, this is somewhat of a restatement or repetition, 
of point 1D. But this is what happens. This is what Peter is telling us. This needs to take place in you. I was there on the mountain with two others. And we saw Jesus transfigured. His face was shining like the sun. We could never forget this. We heard a voice from heaven speaking concerning the Son of God. But you have a lamp shining in you. You don't need to be on a mountain like that. The prophetic word is like a lamp shining in you. But because we are not fully mature yet, we cannot say, there's no darkness in me. Everything is bright and light. I dare not say this. The Lord knows. The more light, the better. Psalm 36. In God's light, we see light. Ephesians 5. Once we were darkness. We were darkness. But now we are light in the Lord. We are not only walking in the light, we're not only being enlightened, we are becoming light. The Lord said to himself, I am the light of the world. Then in Matthew, he said, you, the kingdom people, are the light of the world. This is an application and experience of the high peak truth. Now we are the same as God in the attribute of light. And it's those who are becoming light and are guided by the light in their inner being and in their living. They will become the victors, the overcomers who will see the morning star. B. Before the Lord, as the sunlight appears, we need this word as light to shine over our footsteps. And that's why we have the quotations, the verses, rather, from Psalm 119. Lord, your word is guiding my feet, my steps. Young ones, middle-aged ones, all of us, is light guiding your steps? When you are about to enter into a courtship, you have feeling, why not do that guided by light? When you're making a decision of should you take this job or not? Should you move to that place or not? 
so many matters requiring decisions. What a blessing to be guided by light, to be directed by light. We need the word as a lamp, a light, shining over our footsteps. See, if we give heed to the prophetic word in the Bible, which shines as a lamp in a dark place, we will have Christ rising in our hearts to shine in the darkness. Notice the condition here. If, if we give heed to the prophetic word in the Bible, the word which shines as a lamp, then we will have Christ rising in our hearts to shine in the darkness. We will be able to praise and thank the Lord. Lord Jesus, I sense you're beginning to shine in my heart. I've been allowing the word as the lamp to enlighten me that brings me into light. And in this light, I see light. And through your salvation in life, I'm becoming light. But Lord, I'm experiencing you in a way I'd never had before. Yes, you were making your home, Lord, in my heart. I prayed for that hundreds of times, even thousands of times. And you've been answering that prayer. And now you are in my heart. But as you're rising up in my heart like the dawn, I sense a new a new day is dawning a new period in my life with you. It's a sign of your coming to bring in the kingdom. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. I open more fully than ever before. And then, Lord, I pray for all the saints. Bless all the saints. May they all give heed to the prophetic word. May the lamp shine in all the saints until inwardly the day dawns and you rise in their hearts. I'm not here with you promoting or seeking individualistic spirituality. Yes, I'm encouraging personal experience growth and development. But we have this experience as members of the body and we're not trying to be special, but we want to be among the overcomers. And now with an enlarged heart, 
We just pray, Lord, shine in the hearts of all the saints. Give them this grace to be interested in the prophetic word, to learn it under the guidance of the ministry, to give heed to it, so they have a lamp shining in the darkness until. Lord, may this until be in the hearts of so many saints. Point three, which is really the, the heart of the message, developed on the outline in some detail. We need to give heed to the lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in our hearts. This is a metaphor illustrating a time coming that will be full of light as a bright day dawning with the morning star rising before its dawning in the hearts of the believers who are illuminated and enlightened by giving heed to the shining word of prophecy in the scriptures. A time is coming, brothers and sisters, that will be full of light. For the whole earth, the time when there will be full of light will be when the Lord comes visibly like the sun of righteousness. Everyone will see him and know him that this is the Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, Son of Man, King of kings, Lord of lords. He has come to manifest his kingdom on the earth. But we don't want to wait until the sun is brightly shining. We would like the bright day to dawn in us. We want to see the morning star rising. What do we need to do? Be illuminated. Be enlightened. Are you willing, dear ones, to be illuminated? To be enlightened? We can't do this for one another. We can't eat, drink, and breathe for one another. This is personal. And we have this illumination by giving heed to the shining word of prophecy. One, this will cause and encourage them to earnestly seek the Lord's presence and be watchful so that they will not miss the Lord in the secret part of his coming, parousia, 
when he will come as a thief. Most of the believers on the earth will not be aware of Christ coming as a thief. So quiet. They're just deeply asleep. But others are awake. They're alert. And the very Christ they see dawning, rising up, rather, as the morning star, he's the thief coming as a thief to rapture them. On our side, on the overcomer's side, we hope that will be us. We see the morning star. And when we see it, the Lord comes as a thief and takes us to himself. Point two, this metaphor must allude Not directly, it alludes to the coming age, the day of the kingdom as a day that will dawn at the appearing coming of the Lord as the sun of righteousness, whose light will shine to break through the gloom of the dark night of this age. Just imagine, it's all I can do, all we can do. What would happen all over the earth if the Lord suddenly appeared sometime today as the son of righteousness? The whole earth would be different. Everyone, everything would be different. But the Lord's way of being the morning star and the sun is first to be the morning star rising in the hearts of seeking saints who give heed to the prophetic word and love light and come to the light. As the Gospel of John 3 says toward the, end, toward the end. And they will see at the time of rapture the morning star. The whole world will still be under dense darkness. But then three and a half years later, the last three of the 70th week, The Lord will gradually descend with his bridal army. First in the cloud, then on the cloud. And then he will come visibly like the sun. Surely we don't want to wait. Wait until then. What a a blessing it is. For the Lord to speak to us through his word that we can become those who experience the morning star rising in our heart right here and now. 
and to be made ready to see Christ as the morning star. When the Lord wants to rapture the overcomers and then begin the three and a half years of the great tribulation. We don't want to be on earth during those three and a half years. Three, preceding this, in the darkest hour of the night, the Lord will appear as a morning star to those who are watchful and looking for his dear appearing, watchful, watchful. The Lord made this request known. Watch and pray. Not just pray, watch, watch. Looking for his dear appearing. Just poised with a longing. Lord, come. When will you come? Sister Barbara was such a person. She testified this to Brother Neve, who was perfected through her. May the Lord make us this kind of persons, the until persons, who allow the lamp to shine in us until the day dawns and the morning star rises in our hearts. B, the morning star appears in the darkest hour prior to dawn. We are heading toward the darkest hour. Not yet, but it's coming. And in the midst of that darkest hour, the morning star will appear to the watchful overcomer. One, this indicates that Christ will appear as the bright morning star in the darkest time prior to the end of this age. Prior. I'm emphasizing this. At the end of this age, he will come as the sun. Prior to the ending, he would be the morning star. Two, the Lord's appearing as the morning star and his appearing as the son of righteousness will not be at the same time. The morning star appears before dawn and the appearing of the sun occurs after the dawning of the day. As the Son of Righteousness, after the dawning of the day, Christ will appear publicly to all the people on the earth. As the bright morning star, before the dawning of the day, he will appear privately to the overcomers who are watching, preparing, and waiting 
for him. He will come openly as the sun. That's for the people on the earth. He will come appear privately to those who will be identified by him as the overcomers. Privately to those who inwardly are watching, preparing, and waiting for him. In one sense, and I shared this with my dear wife, in one very real sense, I have spent a great part of my life on the earth waiting, waiting, waiting to graduate from this university, waiting to finish my theological studies. After that, waiting to be a call to service, then waiting to get married, waiting to have a family, waiting for the children to grow and develop. These are just illustrations. But those who wait on the Lord will just soar like eagles, waiting. It's normal to have the kind of human waiting I mentioned but there needs to be the deepest waiting in us. I'm not waiting for this, waiting for that, waiting for this kind of election in two years and four years, or waiting for this to happen in the economy. But in the midst of this life of waiting, Lord, I am watching, preparing, and waiting for you to come as the morning star. Lord, I ask you, please, grant me this mercy, this grace, this blessing, to watch and wait until you appear privately as the morning star. One in parentheses. He will secretly give himself as the morning star to those who love him and who watch and wait for him that they may have the priority to test the, taste the freshness of his presence at his coming back after a long absence. As you are hearing this and reading the outline with me, isn't there a kind of feeling in you developing concerning Christ as the bright morning star before the dawning of the day? 
Lord, I'm not just waiting for a radical outward change. For you to come with your army and deal with the enemy at Armageddon and remove this godless human government, replace it with the kingdom, then recover the earth, every aspect of the environment, make the deserts blossom. Lord, I'm waiting for you to come secretly, privately. And Lord, I ask you, as you are shepherding me, my soul, and praying for me and all the saints, increase my waiting and watching. So that whatever is taking place in my life on earth as a human, inwardly, I'm watching, I'm waiting. I want to see the morning cup, morning star given to me secretly. And Lord, may so many other brothers and sisters see this morning star secretly. And we will all be raptured as the first fruits to be your bride, to be in the wedding feast, to fulfill Revelation 19, rejoice and exalt. The marriage of the, of the Lamb has come. His wife has made herself ready. I would add this, that those overcomers who will be the bride are personally those that are waiting, watching, giving heed to the prophetic word, allowing the lamp of the word to shine in every part of their being until, until, not just until the Lord comes secretly as the morning star, until the Lord rises as the morning star in us. This is what's in my heart right now. For myself personally, for all of you, the Lord is giving us this word, this opportunity for this aspect of our Christian life to be developed and interwoven with all the other aspects. So no matter how we are functioning, serving, taking care of so many matters in the church life, caring for the saints, preaching the gospel, fulfilling the responsibilities of our human life, inwardly, we are watching, we are waiting, and we are giving heed to the prophetic word until, may the Lord write this word until on all of our hearts. No matter what happens, even the 
the perplexing things that happen to us that we have no understanding of why. But deep within, there is still the until taking place. We won't stop. The enemy is the one who wants us to stop. He fears the maturation of the one new man to deal with him. But may the Lord just again and again visit us, cherish us, nourish us, guide us, as needed, discipline us. Lord, I, I give heed to the prophetic word. I believe the prophecies in Daniel will be fulfilled. All the other sevens will be carried out. There will be a radical change taking place. I don't want to be asleep. I want to be alert. Lord, may the word shine in my heart in all the darkness that remains until the day dawns. And you, Lord, the morning star, of all people, I can hardly bear the thought, me, this, this sinner, redeemed and forgiven, you are actually rising as the day star in my heart. And the more I experience you as this day star in my heart, the more I will watch and wait for you to appear secretly as the morning star at the end, just before the age enters the tribulation. Uh, two in parentheses, this will encourage the believers, encourage the believers to earnestly seek the Lord's presence and be watchful so that they will be able to stand before him in the secret part of his coming when he will come as a thief. Uh, the time is, is quite good. I'm nearing the end. It's just been a little over an hour. I'd like to read these two verses. Luke 21, 36. Be watchful at every time. Beseeching that you would prevail to escape all these things which are about to happen and stand before the Son of Man. And the context here, as the subtitles in the recovery version point out, the subtitles from the outline, 
verses 28 through 36 refer to redemption and the rapture of the overcomers. Beseeching that we would prevail to escape all these things which are about to happen. This is why we need to be enlightened by the prophecy. Read Second Thessalonians 2. Read the book of Revelation and other scriptures. Consult the ministry, the life studies. We need to have the prophetic view of what will, will be happening on the earth. The Lord mentions this in Revelation 3, speaking to Philadelphia. The hour of trial, that's the tribulation, will come upon the whole inhabited earth. And he says to the overcomers, I will keep you from the hour of trial. We should pray this. Lord, don't let me go through the great tribulation here. Have mercy on me, on those dear to me, all the saints. Lord, they're about to happen. So in a sense, on the negative side, Lord, I want to be delivered from that. But on the glorious positive side, stand before the Son of Man. This equals Revelation 14. The first fruits are raptured, the living overcomers. And they're standing before the Son of Man in the heavenlies. The great tribulation is about to break forth all over the earth. And here we are in splendor, in unspeakable joy, standing before the Son of Man. And he, the Son of Man, can present all of these overcomers to the Father. Father, I present to you, you sent me into the world as the only begotten Son. And these are my reproduction of me as the firstborn son. I offer them to you for your heart's delight and satisfaction. This will actually happen, saints. The prophetic words will be fulfilled. In various places in Second Peter, Peter is confronting those that were mocking making fun, joking. Oh, you say, Christ is going to come back again. Well, it's been a long time. Where is he? Why do you go on saying this? We heard this talk. Where is he? I don't see him. The mockers. Well, the Lord, you read this epistle again. The Lord can wait because of his heart toward us to give us the maximum amount of time and opportunity to be matured and to be ready for rapture. But the time will end 
and the great tribulation begins. This should place a holy concern, even a, a godly fear, so that we pray, Lord, save me from this. Save the saints from this. And he has the heart to do it. But we need to take heed to the prophetic word so that the lamp can shine in us until the day, star, day dawns and the morning star rises. We will work together for good, for this. He will hear our prayer. He's willing to answer our prayer. But we need to be inwardly active in our waiting and watching. And then Matthew 24, 43. But know this, that if the householder had known in which watch the thief was coming, he would have watched and would not have allowed his house to be broken into. The thief is coming. The Lord will shine as the morning star, then come as a thief to rapture, to bring to himself at the throne those who have been waiting and watching, those in whom the day dawned and the morning star rises in our hearts. These are prophecies. These will be fulfilled. Before they are fulfilled outwardly, May they become the light shining in us inwardly. Shining until. Now the last section. When we give heed to the word of the scriptures, as to a lamp shining in a dark place, the condition within us will be like the day dawning and the morning star rising in our hearts. Figuratively, quote, the day dawns, refers to the coming age of the kingdom as a bright day dawning. The phrase, the morning star, refers to Christ who in the darkest hour of the night, prior to the dawning of the kingdom age, will secretly rise in the hearts of those who love his appearing. Recently, I released burdens on this matter. Paul speaking in 2 Timothy 4. And he spoke about two kinds of love there. About his love for the Lord's appearing. Not only loving the Lord himself, but loving his appearing. 
And then he mentions the kind of love that Demas, his fellow worker, had. Who left Paul, who abandoned him because he loved the present age. Young people, you may be 13, 17, young adults, early 20s, early 30s, your whole future is ahead of you, so many plans. Do you love the Lord's appearing? Well, 1 John 4.19 is important. We love because he first loved us. We love the Lord because he loved us. We love one another because he loved us. And because he loves us, We can love his appearing. How he loves us. He loves us in such a way. He wants to be the morning star rising in our heart. He wants his overcomers to see him as the morning star. We can pray for this. For him to secretly rise in our hearts, those who love his appearing. If some brothers and sisters continue to have their kind of arrangement for church life, one foot in the church, one foot in the world, what they call balance, I give this much time for meetings, but I have my career and I have my enjoyments on the weekend and this and that, They do not love the Lord's appearing. They may not realize it yet, but the light will come. You love the present age. We must live in the present age. I'm living in it. I don't love it. In many ways, I hate it. I love the Lord's appearing. I want him to appear secretly in my heart as the morning star and then secretly come as the thief. Don't you? The Lord is presenting this possibility to all of us. To all of us. Now the very last point. If we continually give heed to the shining word of the scriptures, we will have the kingdom as the day dawning in us and Christ as the morning star rising in our hearts before his actual appearing as the bright morning star. Continually give heed. I'm not trying to stir up some excitement 
and we're stirred up and do something for a week. Then a few months from now, it's just gone. Just gone. For a number of years, many of us in Anaheim, we honored this brother who was an elder, no doubt. We respected him. But he would be stirred up and lead the church in a certain direction doing this. Then he himself would just stop. Then a few months later, he tries to stir us up again to just, let's do this. He didn't see anything through. And I'm not his judge because I have the same ability in me to start and stop. Start and stop. We need to be enlightened by the Lord and supplied by the Lord and governed by the heavenly vision that we in our life with the Lord, we present ourselves and make a decision, Lord, train me to continually give heed to the shining word of the scriptures. All the scriptures can be a shining word. Every day, Lord, may I be under the shining word of the scriptures. Then, what will happen to us? There will be a day dawning. There will be a sense in us. The kingdom is at hand. The kingdom is coming. And not only the day dawning, Christ as the morning star is rising in our heart. So I end by referring to the title of the message in this way. Brothers and sisters, let us all give heed to the prophetic word as to a lamp shining in a dark place. Let's keep giving heed to this prophetic word shining as a lamp until the day dawns and the morning star rises in our heart.